I would like to speak on how to approach the Lord in prayer. Prayer is communicating with our living God. And I find that prayer starts always in the flesh. There's three levels, the flesh, the soul, and the spirit. In the area of the flesh, you have to ask the Lord to search your heart for any sin, even sin that might be so minor as a bad thought or getting cross, anything. Ask the Lord to search you. Ask him to forgive you and cleanse you. It's often the hardest part of prayer because you don't feel the presence of God at this level. And the enemy, the devil, will always try and distract you to stop you from praying. For instance, somebody will come and knock at the door. Or a baby will start crying or the dogs will start barking or something will happen and you'll get called away. And this is why often people find that they need to approach God early in the morning before everybody wakes up. So many people choose five in the morning or even earlier to spend time with God. As you press on in prayer, you come into the area of the soul. In the tabernacle, you have the outer court where they sacrifice goats and sheep for the forgiveness of sin. That corresponds with the flesh. Then the holy place that corresponds with the soul, you've got three items of furniture in that room. The showbread, the candlestick, and the table of incense. Now, this is all talking about prayer because the first area that we will work with is the table of showbread, which reflects a person's will. Sometimes you don't want to obey God. You want to do your own thing. And that own thing may be a wrong thing to do. It could even be sin. And we've got to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the right thing. So here it is saying to God, not my will, but your will be done, Lord. I want to do it your way. I bend my will to you and I'm going to obey you and do it your way. I'm going to resist the temptation to do this and that and I'm going to do the right thing. The next area is the candlestick. Here, one may battle with the mind. I don't really want to. I think I can do it this way and get away with it. But it's not what I think, but what God thinks. For his ways are higher than ours, his thoughts are higher. 
We've got to read the Bible and we see when we agree with Scripture on every point, we will be beginning to think like Jesus thinks. We will be thinking rightfully about others and not something bad about another person. And so whatever it is, it's not what I think, but what God thinks. I'm going to forgive that person who hurt me. I'm going to go the extra mile with this other person, whatever it is. Do it God's way. And the final part in the soul region is the emotions. Oh, I got so upset. This person upset me so much. I know Bobo felt like that this morning with the stolen battery. He was so upset. Again, he had to put his feelings to the side and say, it's not what I feel, but what God feels. And as he gives that situation of the stolen battery to God, God is going to do a miracle. I know he is. He's going to have a battery that stolen one is going to be returned or he is going to be in his car again this coming week, early this coming week. And so he's had to put his feelings aside and say, it's not what I feel, but what you feel. And press on in worship. The incense always went into the Holy of Holies first. And from the soul, one passes into real worship. Spirit to spirit, heart to heart, face to face with a living God. There's three levels of worship when one comes into this area. First is worship. Worship is not always you talking. It can be in silence. It can be the attitude of worship. Resting in God's presence. Allowing his love to enfold you. The peace of that passes all understanding to fill your heart. This is where, in silence, your busy mind can settle down to a place where you can hear the Father's still small voice speak to you. And you pass into the next level of worship, which is fellowship, where you speak to God and God speaks to you. This is where he unfolds the scriptures to you and teaches you. This is where I write my books. This is where you can pray for your sick friends or relatives. Don't give them a whole list of prayers. Rather say, Lord, how do you want me to pray for so-and-so? She's been sick a while. Do you want me to do anything about it? Is there anything I can do? And God will show you. Pray for that person until you find the peace and then go on to the next problem or difficulty or whatever you may be facing and discuss it with the Lord and he will show you exactly how to deal with a problem. And then comes the third area of worship in the spirit realm and that is revelation when the father speaks 
I always have a notebook handy and I write down what God speaks to me. And when I come out of that time of prayer, I'm built up. I feel his presence often on my heart that stays on my heart like thick, glorious ointment all day. And I know exactly what to do. It might be for a divine appointment for the day to meet someone. And I've got to make sure I'm in the right place at the right time. So the importance of hearing God is to do exactly what he tells you. Obedience is the key. As you do what God tells you to do, he will confirm what he has told you to do with his signs and wonders following. If he's told you to pray for someone, then you're going to know that he will heal that person. It was God who told me to pray against the Ebola virus over radio in Dura Town. I obeyed. God did the impossible. He stopped the Ebola virus in that town. And then he says, I want you to do other towns. And Bobo, his friend and myself, have been traveling around Sierra Leone ever since. The two of them in the car and myself with the radio by telephone from England. I haven't even got on a plane to come along. Because God is a God of distance. He can heal over distance. He can heal you over radio. Isn't that wonderful? No human being can heal from a distance. Only God can heal you from a distance. And he's doing it every day because he's a Lord. He's alive. Jesus is truly alive. And behind every word in the Bible is a power of heaven. And prayer is such a privilege. It is the only way. We can get from the physical realm into the spiritual realm. And when we come into the spiritual realm, we can soar right up into God's presence right in the throne room of heaven. And when you see life or your problems from the Lord's point of view, you see it in a different way. Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. And God loves faith. He loves it when you believe because he loves to answer your prayer. And so this is a pattern that I use in prayer, which I find is very, very effective. And he also tells you to take command in prayer over sicknesses, over demons, over problems, over hardships, over the weather. If it's raining too much, you can pray the rain. Stop in Jesus' name and it will stop. You can even ask the Lord to send the right amount of rain that you need for your crops. Not too little and not too much. And if you pray the right amount of rain in and God answers you, you are going to have wonderful crops. Well, isn't that the answer to Africa's problems? I have seen villages that have come to Christ do this. And I've gone back a year later and I've seen no more poverty. 
I've seen fat little children and animals and beautiful sign, enormous cabbages. The cabbages were absolutely amazingly big. Beautiful fruit. And this is what God does. You see, he wants to bless you. He says in uh, the Old Testament, choose you this day life and good or death and evil. And for the people that choose death and evil, it brings all the curses onto them and their lives. But when the people chose God and truth and righteousness, God sends all the blessings upon their lives. Well, I want to live in blessings, don't you? God has blessed our family here. We are all elderly. We, My husband's over 70. I'm over 60. But I tell you, he's blessed us with good health. He's blessed us with a lovely ministry. He's blessed us with a good home. He's blessed us with a lovely farm. And we pray in our needs and God sends them. He loves us so much. And I want you to live in the same blessings as my husband and I live in. We also have a lovely daughter and she's happily married and she's doing well. And that is the blessings that we all want. And you can have it with Jesus. And if you have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior yet, I'd like to lead you through the sinner's prayer. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Please forgive me every sin I've ever done. I want to follow you in truth and righteousness every day of my life. Please come into my heart and life as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And if any of you are sick, God wants to heal you. So lay your hand on your sickness or your pain now and take command over the sickness with me now. Speak to your sickness. Say, sickness, name the sickness. Leave my body now in Jesus' name. It has to go. Because it says in the Bible that every knee must bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Jesus won this victory on the cross where he paid for our sin and died in our place. And every sickness has a name and every demon has a name and at the name of Jesus it has to bow the knee and go. Speak to your pain. Say, pain, leave my body right now in Jesus' name. It has to bow the knee and go. You'll probably feel the pain subsiding already. Speak to your body. Say, body, be healed in Jesus' name. Now pray to Jesus. Say, Lord Jesus, place your hand on my hand and I will be healed in Jesus' name. Now receive your healing in Jesus' name because it's only the name of Jesus that can heal you. I can't heal anybody. Pastor Bobo can't heal anybody. But the name of Jesus can heal everybody. Now, let us take authority 
to gather over the Ebola. I believe there's been no more Ebola since we prayed on Friday night. But we can pray for areas that we still need to reach through the radio program. So people in those areas that still have Ebola, take authority with me now against the Ebola. Say, Ebola, I speak to you now in the powerful name of Jesus and I command you stop in your tracks right now in Jesus' name. I command you bow the knee and go back to where you originally came from right now in Jesus' name. Now let's pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for answering our prayer. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to use the powerful name of Jesus. Lord, help us all turn back to you. Help each one of us to turn from sin and come to you because you are the truth the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other. Jesus is the only one that can rid Sierra Leone of Ebola sickness. Thank you, Jesus, for answering our prayer. Amen. And right now, I'd like to hand back to Pastor Emmanuel Bobo.
Lord, we speak to the rain in the name of Jesus and we command it stop raining hard in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We need the soft rain, obviously, for the farmers, but we don't need hard, hard rain. So we come against the hard rain in Jesus' name. And we commanded balance to their right needs in Jesus' name. Amen. If my people who are called by my name may humble themselves and pray and fast for this troubled land, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their troubled land. I believe the Lord is calling the body of Christ to a day of prayer and fasting in their homes 
for the country of Sierra Leone, that the people may turn to God, confess their sins and turn to God, seek God with all their hearts, mind and strength, that God will hear from heaven and will heal their land completely from Ebola virus and bring Sierra Leone back to blessings under God. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen in tomorrow morning. We're going to have a good time on radio.
and I'd like you to pray. Spend time in prayer tomorrow for your wonderful country, Sierra Leone. God bless you. Bye.